0: Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hi guys, welcome to Healing Journeys Today. Um, (laughs) Pardon me, I was just talking to the Lord about people in my life that I am praying for, and I'm not even talking about ministry. Guys, I so appreciate you going on my uh Facebook or my uh website, Nikki or finding me on Instagram and DMing me and give of uh, I write down every prayer that's sent to me and I pray over them and speak life over you guys. Um, but outside of that in my personal life and you know, the real people that have their phone numbers and we like do dinner and life together, um there are things like covid and legal problems and relational issues and other ailments and i'm and pandemic anxiety and election anxiety and all 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 the things and so i'm like lord how do i pray for them well and um agreeing with what the word of god says and he says i want you to minister and Tell people how to, what did I write down? How to effectively pray for and minister to others. This applies for parents praying for their children, friends praying for friends, wives praying for husbands, anybody. We're all in the same family and we are called to pray for each other. But how do we do that effectively and see what the Word of God promises and not get our lunch eaten at the same time? Uh, This is something I seek God for in my life very much. First of all, we are to pray for each other and we are to minister, to be Jesus with skin on, for lack of better words, to each other. In 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 6, it says this, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. For there is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus. He gives his life to pur- he gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone first of all from the scripture take we are to pray for everyone that is one of our mandates as christ followers to pray we're to intercede we're to release what we know jesus purchased on the cross healing joy peace provision reconciliation a clear pathway pray for laborers to come along that have earned the trust of those people to speak into their lives. We are to pray in person and apart for each other. We're called to do that. That's interceding. But on here, it says that there's one mediator. We are not trying to reconcile, to mediate a conversation between people about their salvation and God. We're not. That is Jesus's job. That is what he does. He is the mediator in the conversation between God and people. But it's my child. Yeah, you have authority over your child. When they come to the age of accountability and they are not in your home, that is between them and the Lord. You can still pray, intercede for them, releasing life towards them, releasing truth. um, But you are not mediating the conversation between God and them. And if you try to do that, it is going to eat your lunch. I have met many intercessors who are not intercessors they have put themselves in the position of mediator and that is witchcraft it's trying to manipulate the parties involved to do what you perceive is right instead of releasing what jesus did in our authority when we would do that it's from his abundance it comes out and we aren't trying to manipulate anyone. We're releasing what brings life. We're releasing truth. We're, rele- we're speaking for eyes to be open, for ears to hear, for cancers to shrivel up and die. Because that's what Jesus already did. It comes from that place. Uh, we receive what he has done and we release it in our authority. Through him. We don't plead with God or make a case for others. That's Jesus' job. We stay in the truth that God is good, that he wishes for all to prosper and to come to the knowledgement of his son and to be and walk in good health, that he wishes a hope and a future for all men. We stay there, not begging God. I don't beg my dad for anything. My dad loves me, and he's already provided everything I needed. Um, the Bible doesn't say that salvation comes through intercession. Did you know that? It says that it comes by the foolishness of preaching. Hear me out. In 1 Corinthians 1, 20-21, it says, So where does this leave the philosophers, the scholars, and the world's brilliant debaters? God has made the wisdom of this world to look foolish. Since God, in his wisdom, saw it to, that the world would never know him through human wisdom, he uses our foolish preaching to save those who believe. It comes by hearing the word and hearing the truth of the gospel. We pray for those labors to come across people's path if it's not to be us speaking to them. And then the people that we are called to share the good news with, that we have earned the right to speak into their lives, we say it out loud. We don't, I speak salvation over you. No, I speak the laborers and the truth. I thank you that their eyes are opening, that their ears, their heart is soft to receive the word of God, that you've already made layer upon layer of truth come to this person, that they would receive Jesus now. We are not told to pray for the sick in the word of God. It actually says to go and heal the sick. There's a big difference between I'm going to go speak this over you and doing it. This is a big mandate and something that I constantly go to the Lord because I know I can't heal a nothing. <laughs> that that eloquent. I just can't. <laughs> Pardon me. Wait a minute. Pardon me. I'm going to have. I can't heal anything. But Jesus in me, the hope of glory, has paid the price for all. Therefore, I can go and release it because he is in me to those around me and they will be healed. That is such good news. That is such good news. We are called to display Jesus and to bring his kingdom here to earth. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 20 in the Passion Translation says this, And God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself through Jesus, the ministry of reconciling others, and given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. We get to do that. Jesus already paid for the reconciliation. Now we get to invite people into that reconciliation. We get to invite them into our stories, into our testimonies about how Jesus came and made our lives new. How how he brought joy where there was no joy. How he brought peace where there was no peace. How he brought a family where there was no family how he's making a way where there seems to be no way over and over in our lives, we get to show them that. We get to be salt and light. Salt meaning wisdom, actually. Wisdom, I I was reading where in biblical times they would take salt and actually put it on the wick of a candle before they would light it and then light it, and it would make the light brighter. Something in the chemical reaction of the whole thing. Science. So if you put wisdom onto truth, it is bright. And God does that through his children. I'm so thankful we get to be this in the world because of what Jesus did. Because of what Jesus did. I wrote this. We are to share Jesus with others and pray for them, displaying God's love to them. And his desire not just for salvation, but also relationship, fellowship, redemption, deliverance, and healing. The fullness of the gospel. The fullness of what Jesus paid for. We get to display and to share, and to speak, and proclaim, and also pray for other people to see it in their de- in their lives because Jesus already provided. This is what we get to do over our children, over our husbands, over ourselves, over our friends, over our leaders, and over people we don't know, over random celebrities. Do y'all have that? Do you ever have, I, um, I'm i not gonna name it, but years ago, um, I had a random celebrity drop in my heart and I just kept seeing her in my mind and seeing her in my mind. I'm like this is crazy. I don't even, I'm not a fan. I don't really watch their or listen to their stuff. And all day long, a picture of this person kept coming to me. And I started praying. I started praying. Just Lord, thank you that your love will be shed abroad. Thank you that you're getting people that can touch her and physically display love to her. Your love. Thank you for clarity. Sound of mind. Thank you for all that. And Later on, I think the next day or something, the news came along that they had had a mental breakdown, that they were being admitted into the psych ward, And it literally made me step back and I remember sitting down on the floor in my kitchen, like, you you needed me to pray. I'm glad I did, but this is, this is we're here, we're made to do this, we're made to do this. So if, if a random person that you've never even met in your real life or you haven't seen in 20 years or you just saw it comes to your heart, what do you have to lose by praying what the Holy Spirit shows you to pray? You have nothing to lose, and they have everything to gain. As long as you stay knowing what Jesus did and knowing that you're not mediating, you're interceding and releasing. We are releasers of the Word of God, of the truth of the gospel in this world. In 2 Corinthians 6, 1-2, through 2, it says this, Now since we are God's co-workers... We beg you not to take God's marvelous grace for granted, allowing it to have no effect in your lives. For he says, I listened to you at the time of my favor and the day when you needed salvation. I came to your aid. So can't you see now is the time to respond to his, sal- his favor. Now is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Everything that Jesus provided on the cross, healing, restoration, fellowship with the Father, eternal life, brother and sisterhood in the body of Christ, the full, um, not just anointing, I just lost the word. What's the word? Inheritance of the kingdom of God. Thank you. Um, everything, it is available for us here and today. I have a dry throat. The heater's on. Excuse me. Sorry, guys. Um, He's not just talking about being saved and not going to hell. He's talking about all the things. But often, I was reminded for myself, having walked through sickness, um, having walked through several hard things in my life, I know that when things get hard, and hard, that seems lacking in a word. When things get desperate, when things get life or death, when things get overwhelming, we get kind of lost in it. And we, as the believers, get to go to those that are drowning in their heart, whatever it is. And we get to remind them of what Jesus did. We get to release hope back to them. We get to encourage them with the word of God. We get to pour out the peace that lives inside of us. We get to pour out the love that lives inside of us. What an incredible job we have been called to as co-laborers with Christ, as his co-worker. Sometimes when I pray, I honestly, uh, I don't even know how when things are tragic or it's something I've never walked through, or I only hear a, Hey, they're going through this, but you don't know any of the other things that go with it. Um, or I get emails of, Hey, I have this or Hey, I have this. And you're like, well, can we, can we talk about your life? I don't know. I don't know your dog's name. I don't know. I don't know you. So I don't quite know how to pray for you except God. God. It says in First Corinthians fourteen, fourteen through 15, this is the Passion Translation. It says, for if I am praying in a tongue, my spirit is engaged in prayer, but I have no clear understanding of what is being said. So here's what I've concluded. I'll pray in the spirit, but I will also pray with my mind engaged. I will sing rapturous praises in the spirit but I will also sing with my mind engaged. If you don't know how to pray, I encourage you to pray in tongues and to receive the Holy Spirit and the evidence of speaking in tongues because as you're doing that, you're actually prophesying. The word says that when we we pray in tongues, we pray perfectly. And as we also do that, thoughts will come to our mind or specific things to speak and release our faith, pointed like an arrow at it, will come to us. And then in English or whatever language you speak in, You say it out loud in both ways. Not only so it's uh, because wisdom is released as we pray in tongues and um, clarity is released as we pray in tongues. So then we speak it out in our normal language as well. And if you happen to be around other people and you're praying in tongues, to do both because they don't know what you're saying unless they have the gift of interpretation. They don't know, but when the interpretation comes to you, say it so they can be encouraged too. Um, but i that's how I rely on knowing how to pray for people when I just don't know how, is through speaking in tongues. It's awesome, it's really, really, really important. But more than why we should pray for people, or how we should pray for people, I wanna talk about where we should minister to people from, okay? We know we need to pray for others. We know we need to minister to others and be Jesus with skin on. We know we need to do it by speaking in tongues, by releasing the word of God, by letting Jesus be the mediator and we be the interceder. We know this. But listen to this. Galatians 3, 26 through 29. I know I'm bringing a lot of scripture here today, but it is important. It is the anchor of. And it is the source of our life you have all become true children of god by the faith of jesus the anointed one it was faith that immersed you into jesus the anointed one and now you are covered and clothed with his anointing and we no longer see each other in our former state jew or non-jew rich or poor male or female because we're all one through our union with jesus christ with no distinction between us. We're all the same. We all got the same stuff going on because we received Jesus. And since you've been united to Jesus, the Messiah, you are now Abraham's child and inherit all the promises of the kingdom realm. This is a picture of a child of God. Of a seated, settled authority in Jesus. Jesus. Of someone who doesn't have to strive to get heaven here. Who has heaven inside of them. Who doesn't strive to get the goodness and the healing of God into somebody. We have it inside of us to release. And if any moment you get to where you are striving to make God do something. Or to change the situation out of your own power or authority. Or to use your own words instead of the life-giving words of the word of God. It will drain you. It will not produce fruit and it will open the door for doubt because you prayed, you did all the things and it didn't work. No, 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 no. Go back to being a co-laborer with God, with what he already did and sit down in it and minister from that place, from that seated place of what Jesus did. Um, It's the only way to not get your lunch eaten. The only way, I know this from personal experience, believe me, There are times where I am uh, hesitant to even open up my mailboxes. Y'all are going through some stuff and it gets heavy real fast and it gets overwhelming real fast. Unless, unless I say seated in my heart right next to my Father and right next to Jesus, knowing that Jesus already paid the full price that the Father has already extended all the healing, all the forgiveness, all the ways and provision he's going to. And I sit next to them and I acknowledge what he did. And I let him be my use my hands and my feet and my mouth and my voice and my heart for people to release what they've already done for them. And I'm just a conduit. I'm just an open window that he passes through to people. And then... My lunch doesn't get eaten and my heart doesn't become heavy and I don't wear out not finishing fully everything God has because if Jesus doesn't come back soon I'm going to be here till I'm old and gray and not dyeing my hair anymore and I'm going to be sharing Jesus and I'm not going to have been worn out or disappointed or overwhelmed. Now there will be times of it because believe me I've gotten times of it and as my family dynamic has shifted and moved I've had to uh find where the balance is at every turn that's just life welcome to life but I need to constantly sit back down and minister from that place so even if we're just talking not just if we're talking about your sick child that is right next to you that's being put through the ringer God wants to use you as a conduit to get everything that your kid needs through you but all while you're sitting down next to your father God all while you are acknowledging what Jesus fully paid the price for. All while you're letting it be released out of you, but you're not striving. it It's going to make you tired. Don't do it. Don't do it. I prayed this. I, I said this. If you are praying or ministering outside of the rested, seated place of what Jesus already did and who you now are in him, it will not be fruitful. It will become a burden and a drain to you. Faith will not be released behind your actions. Don't do it. I just kind of repeated myself, but we've all done that. All. And we know how draining. And that's not what Jesus wanted. We know he wants us to pray. We know he wants us to minister to others. We know his will to do that. We know his willingness to give us insight into what he's called us to do we know all these things now we got to stay there and boy the enemy wants to get us into chasing the root of a problem or um did we do right or not do we need more knowledge or not instead of going back and letting God bring what we need to us and releasing what he's put inside of us it's like the ultimate plan of the enemy for real for real um God wants to minister through us from the overflow of what he's already put inside of us from our time spent with him and I'm mamas I'm not talking about the two hours you spent in the Greek concordance and the Webster's Vines dictionary of all the things I'm talking about as you're moving laundry from the washer to the dryer as you're brushing your teeth going back a minute and meditating on the one thing that he told you last of of the moment you actually took to smile and look at the beauty out in nature. The moment you stopped and looked at that twinkle in your child's eye. The moment that you allowed that one woman that you're not related to but she feels like your mom just to hug the snot out of you. Those places was where God comes in and fills us up. And it's also where we're reminded of what he's already put in us that will never grow dry. Because our soul man gets tired and it gets weary. and God uses others and the Word of God to refresh it so that we do acknowledge the pool that's so deep it will never run dry from the Lord of what He poured into us at salvation. and we stay there. If your soul man, your mind will and emotions has gone grown, grown gone, grown, <laughs> grown tired, Recently, and who of us have not had tired seasons in this very special season of the world? Go back to the Father you love and fell in love with in the first place and let him refresh your soul. He will refresh you. He will give you things to laugh at. He will bring joy. He will bring peace. He will settle you and he'll make all the things that have gotten really, really big become small in comparison to himself. And then you'll be be able to acknowledge everything that's inside of you that will pour out to the world around you. And you won't be drained. And you will will walk the full race to do everything God calls you to. And this is a daily decision, believe me. Or a 30 times a day decision just to, okay, going back. Not going to try. Not going to try. I'm going to go back to what you did. I hope this makes sense to you guys. Um, In John 15, 7, in the New Living Translation, it says, But if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, you may ask anything you want, and it will be granted. You may ask anything in my name, and it will be done. That's what the Lord said to us. So, we remain in him, seated next to him, He remains in us because he is in us. And we also allow the word of God to keep what he is, who he is, what he's done for us in front of us. We remain. And then when we need to ask things in his name for others, to others, and for ourselves, it will be done. I hope this has given you a little bit deeper breath than you've been able to take. I hope this has encouraged you that there is a place you can love others well, display love others to, and pray for and see the fruit of what Jesus promised that is not hard, that is not manipulated, that isn't a grind. It is a choice from a seated place of what's already been done. I want to pray for y'all, but first, uh, one resource where I have uh, that has shaped greatly how I see how prayer and ministry is to be done in the world is through Andrew Wilmack's book, A Better Way to Pray. Um, I don't have it now. I couldn't find it. I looked I looked in all the color-coded bookshelves. I don't. It's somewhere. <laughs> but go to Andrew Womack's ministry, which is awmi.net, or just look on Google, Andrew Wilmack a better way to pray. Um, there's several articles for free online. There's several teachings that you can find through YouTube of him where he's broken this down greatly. Um, and it is, it's it's formed me. It has shaped me greatly. Um, so let me pray for y'all, I'm gonna pray for y'all. Thank you for being here. Oh, 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 I'm glad to have gotten this word out. It's kinda like, you know, you get something in you and you're like, okay, gotta let it out, gotta let it out. That's how I feel. <laughs> Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you for asking of us what is light and easy and settled and good, that we get to speak what is truth, that we get to release what your Son has done here on this earth. Thank you that we get to heal the sick. Thank you, Lord, that we get to release the foolishness of this Thing that the world just can't comprehend, and it actually is truth and life and settled. Thank you for what our job is, for what our mandate is, that it's done with you, never apart from you. Lord, I thank you for every heart that's grown weary and um, dry and just exhausted in the ministering and praying for others. I thank you that they are refreshed now with a balanced look at what we're called to do, with a returning to what jesus already did i thank you for that i thank you for every mom who has grown kids and who has tiny ones they're still holding i thank you that you're going to show her over and over again your faithfulness that you are going to move through her to say the right things to release the right things to have the right wisdom to um in a kind way keep away what she knows isn't right and what's not for her child i thank you lord that you are giving her wisdom i thank you for fathers that have supernatural wisdom because of what you did to speak life over their family and over their wives over their extended family i see someone you are actually getting wisdom of how to pray for your elderly parents how to pray for wisdom, oops, sorry, the alarmness, how to pray for wisdom, how to uh, speak peace over your parents. Jesus is gonna get every piece of truth to your parents. He's gonna get provision for this next season. He's gonna bring peace where there hasn't been peace through you and through others. Partner with him and sit down and don't worry. Don't worry about your mom and dad, but instead pray with faith, knowing what Jesus already did. Thank you, Lord. I see someone, you are home. You are in your home with cancer. God is giving you wisdom of how to release what Jesus already did inside of you into the physical, in your own body. Thank you, Lord. I see children. How interesting. What are you doing with those children parents listen up your kids are called to display Jesus to the world around you and they have a bold faith that hasn't been tampered by religion it hasn't been tampered by a fear of man of what if it doesn't work or what if we're not saying the right thing Your children are to be discipled in what the word of God says. They are to be discipled in how to, um, with respect, give information to people. But there is a boldness in the generation that is being raised up right now. And they have a crazy faith. And it is going to bring fruit. So... God is going to challenge you in the coming days when your kids want to step out in faith far beyond your comfort level. Watch what God does through your children. Just watch. And it will bring fruit and it will actually raise your faith level. It will shock you. We are, we are, the, the world around us is so loud. Don't be surprised when your children are louder about the truth of what the word of God says. And this might be me prophesying to myself. A little uncomfortable, so that probably means this is for me. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, what you are doing <laughs> through our children, what you are releasing into this world now that doesn't look like we what we thought the church would look like, but is bold and is strong and is kind and is unwavering in the truth of what you are bringing. Thank you, Lord, that we were born for such a time as this. In Jesus' name, Amen. I love y'all. And I am honored to be here and um, I hope that whatever ministry God has to get through you because we're all called, that it's done from a place of seated authority that doesn't eat your lunch, but that shocks you that Jesus did it through you because you get to watch him love his kids well through you. I love y'all. See you next week. Have a good one. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.